Welcome to We Are No Alamo, the podcast. We are a mental health podcast, and we want you to know that you are not alone, and we want you to stay with us, and we are here to talk about some pretty difficult topics, such as suicide, bipolar disorder, um, what are they called, ruminating, ruminating thoughts, schizophrenia, schizophrenia. Anything that has to do with MI, um, but we are starting a grassroots organization, and we want you to be a part of it. So, if you could, please visit our Patreon site, that's patreon.com slash wearenoalamo. You can donate $10, $5, anything. $10 tier will help us produce one podcast per week. And if we can raise $1,000, then that will go straight to the upfront costs of starting the nonprofit and all the legal fees and everything associated with that. So, if you want to get in on it, remember your accountability jar. We have our PayPal account on our Patreon set up for you guys to easily donate your accountability jar. Apologies, because you're sorry, not sorry anymore that you're going to support a great organization moving on. Without further ado, I would like to introduce my co-host, Ashley. Hello. And my good friend, Will. So, hey, everybody. How's it going? How are you all doing? Great. Doing good. So, Ashley, how do you and I know each other? Through IOP, which is a... Um, Intensive Outpatient Program is what it stands for. And we did DBT, which is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, together. Mm-hmm. So what is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, Ashley? Um, that is kind of like Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, um, CBT, but um, it's different in that it focuses more on um, your inner thoughts, challenging what you think about yourself, um, challenging your own urges, and basically trying to harness, work. like harness those urges, kind of. Yeah, harness those urges, 
and try and work past that stuff without necessarily medication. Right. And like we were talking about before, like one of those DBT skills um, was the dear man described, express, assert, reinforce. Of Stay mindful. <laughs> Stay mindful. <laughs> Appear confident. Negotiate. Negotiate. <sighs> okay. So tell us a little bit about how we met. Uh, you and I. I met at the George Bush School of Government and Public Service. Uh, we were both, I believe, policy post or policy graduate students. Yes. What concentration were you working on? I was on the uh, policy analyst track. Okay. And now you're working out in Texas still. Indeed. And tell me a little bit about the certification that you got. Uh, back before I met you, back when I was still a, uh, a police officer up north, the, they had a, a course, it was an optional course for after you graduate with your basic license, it was the mental, mental health officer course. So it's a week-long course designed to sort of introduce officers to, I guess, what they're commonly expected to uh, find out in the streets of Texas. So you're just trying to identify things like is this person being combative or are they even aware that you're here? Are they having a, essentially, is this a medical problem or is this a criminal problem and how to differentiate between the two? Uh, a little bit was, you know, interviewing people who suffer mental illnesses, depression, bipolar disorder, uh, identifications of common medicines for treating these things as a clue. And essentially they're just trying to make better officers because the officers spend uh, 90% of the time out on the street at least patrol officers do, and so they're going to run into people of every stripe and every walk of life. Very true. Did you have any misconceptions of people diagnosed or undiagnosed with MI or anything before that? Well, yeah, I think the biggest one and the, the first one that they tear down is uh, somebody who is, I guess, in, uh, in a crisis moment can't necessarily be reasoned with because your perception of reality and their perception of reality, there, there's no common language for you guys to hang on to. They may not even be aware that you're there. That doesn't mean that you have to fight them or wrestle them into submission. It just means that you should recognize that this person is operating under a unique framework and they try to provide you some tools for how to get past that. I'll do that. It's a big deal. No, it is a big deal. I mean, it was helpful for me when I went to the hospital. I was transferred by police, and a lot of it was they weren't going to engage at all with me. So, it kind of calmed me down. What do you mean? By not engaging? Yeah. That you can say kind of what you want, and um, if they say anything to you, what they say is fairly repetitive and short. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But they're not going to engage with you. So whatever delusion you're going through, they're not going to I am make so that worse. into the disassociation thing lately. It's like, I, and I hate to say the word crazy, but we're all crazy. But we've been talking about it a lot. And if you're disassociating, and we just, we did talk a lot about this on the podcast that I ruined Christmas on, so God fuck, I'm so sorry. But we talked about 
you know, like, these people all of a sudden realize that there's no elf at the top of the shelf in a closet. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing really there. No. That your hallucinations are just that. Your yeah. delusions are just that. Delusions. But you can't talk someone into realizing a delusion is a delusion. So the best thing you can do is work with them. On a little bit last time we talked, Will, um, was the legislative process for going through um, like a mental health policy change, I believe. And you talked about how difficult it would be to um, change the name of MHMR from medical... Mental health. Mental health and mental retardation. Yeah, can you now, talk about that a little I, bit? When I said it literally takes an act of Congress, I think individual counties can determine how they change. Sorry, how do they change these things? Wait, sorry for Actually, what? Give me one second, I'll be right back. Sorry for what? Are you really sorry about it? She's going to make you pay for But why? But why? Well, I think they'll develop the hiccups. That's a bodily function. That's, that's 10 cents, Will. You know this. You know the rules. Go find a dime or a button and go put it in the accountability jar. We'll wait. If you don't do it, then the whole reason why the accountability jar exists dies. <laughs> Please put 10 cents in the jar. <laughs> All right, fine. Just say that you put it in a, in a safe place. We I mean, just... my bank account, like, I literally, I don't carry change, any of that. Everything's on a card. It's a game. You know, you can go to our Patreon.com slash WeAreNoAlamo and donate $5, $10, $20, the whole $1,000 campaign so Will doesn't have to do it. <laughs> I am a, uh, a mere public servant. I don't have $1,000 just sitting around. In fact, I just bought a house. It's going to be a while before I have that kind of change just sitting around. I was going to say, congratulations, you beat beat the market or something. I, I did. Have interest rates exploded or something in the last few months? Well, they're, they're a little more adult than ever. <laughs> they're rising. They're rising. Um, they are. That is true. Uh, I guess I've been to the whole right now. All right, so we talked about misconceptions before. Yes. And they changed. I walked off in the middle of legislation, I believe. So, uh, yeah, no, legislation, it, I mean, in some counties, it might literally require the county commissioner's court to get together and pass an ordinance to change the name. But that's not necessarily universal in every county. In Texas, it's just a turn of phrase. It takes an act of Congress to get this little thing done because nobody bothered to write a policy on how to change it. They didn't go to the Bush school. <laughs> you learn amazing things there.
future, I predicted that within 10 years, the basic mental health, mental health officer course would be a required part of the basic peace officers course in Texas, mm -hmm. that the uh, Commission on Law Enforcement would make that a rule. And why do you think that? I, statistically, you can show that, that it results in better officers, that they're more capable of interacting with the public than they are without the course. Mm -hmm. Do you mind giving me a little, or our listeners out there, holler a little more information on what that actually means? Like you're looking um, at the actual statistics? Well, there's been a, uh, for one, it's the environment. Mental health uh, inpatient facilities kind of disappeared, or at least state ones, state run ones disappeared uh, well before I think either of us were born. As a result, people who would normally reside in inpatient facilities, but who cannot, uh, uh, you know, cope with the the normal circumstances of day to day life, they tend to be the homeless, which is one of the the groups that interacts the most with police because they're always out on the streets and. Um, Panhandling is against virtually every city ordinance outside of Austin. So disproportionately, people who suffer from mental health uh, issues will encounter the police. Now, how this presents to an officer who is trained in essentially uh, defensive tactics and combatives, they will see this person who is not listening to lawful orders and determine, well, they're being combative because they may not have any perspective to tell them otherwise. If you are trained in mental health, you understand what sort of signs you're supposed to be looking for as an officer. Well, is this person threatening me, or are they just trying to interact with whatever is happening in their head right now? Incidents, better interactions with the public. Um, and since we've remanded mental health to jail, basically, right. they're able to get what scant help we can provide quicker. So do you think it's more of a progressive mental health movement? I mean, the movement towards increased mental health training is just the environment. Uh, it's progressive in the sense that it's not what was already happening, which I guess would be conservative, uh, maintaining the status quo. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that it's driven by politics so much as just reality. This is a thing that is happening regardless of which way you lean on the, uh, the political, what do we call it, the political science compass or whatever, the political compass. Um, the, the facts on the ground remain the same. There's no amount of spin, no amount of ideology, and no amount of politicking you can do to change that reality. But also, uh, every state has their own Bureau of Investigations, but Texas, because we're weird, uh, we call ours the Texas Rangers. So you're going to have like, the Montana that. BI, MBI, the uh, New Jersey BI. Right. So, Ashley. Yes. What was your biggest misconception of people who were diagnosed or undiagnosed with MI or mental health stuff before you got diagnosed? I mean, I already had a little bit of background um, just growing up with it. Yeah. And for me, personally, I actually tried to get diagnosed much, much, much earlier. Almost 15 years before I actually had a breakdown. I knew there was something wrong, there was something different. I knew I had periods where I couldn't function as well. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I've never really looked at the word crazy as an insulting word. You know, it's more of a laughable description if you see it that way. Yeah.
So, I mean, for me personally, when I did get diagnosed, I was kind of like, finally, this is what I thought was going on with me. Yeah. Um, but it was that hard for me to get diagnosed. And I went to see therapists and psychiatrists and... I was treated for depression, and I was treated for anxiety, but I was never treated for bipolar. And yeah. if you are bipolar, you can't take antidepressants. So what eventually happened to me To an is, extent. Yeah, well, not without something else to help with the mania that exactly. they cause. Yeah. Like um, my Rinsalti and my Pristique and my Lemesergy. Yeah, exactly. So you Just need like something... the cocktail, a locktail. Yeah, you need something to pull down the mania that... Um, antidepressants can cause so for me what finally got me diagnosed was I was taking antidepressants for long enough that it hyped up my mania and I had a manic attack basically because of the antidepressants but also because I was always bipolar and undiagnosed alright well do you remember last time we talked we did the deer man exercise uh, yes I actually kept my notes here Ashley. Do you need me to be Jerry? Yes, be Jerry. Okay, Ashley, do you remember what yours was? I have no idea what mine was. I'm a bad student today. It's fine. Um, as your organization goes, I'm willing to help out just based on the fact that somebody from the Bush School asked me and they said they needed some help. And literally all I do in life is try to help people. So it's not a, a far reach. It is indeed my assertion that, you know, we as a, I guess, a body of people, you know, we are in the unique circumstance that we are fairly highly educated in public service, and we should do that. If one of us is asking for assistance from the others, we are more or less the 1%. We don't necessarily have to, but there's that old French saying, noblesse oblige, because you are capable of it, you should do it. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's really good, actually. And then what else? Well, I reinforced it with the Frenchness. <laughs> I always appear confident. I really don't know what we're going to negotiate on because we both seem to be in agreement. So exactly, negotiation so, can. That's a great question. Away from Ashley, hop in. You're really good at this. And negotiating? Yes. Let me lay down. I'm going to keep you comfortable. To, you don't have to negotiate necessarily. Um, but even if you're in agreement, um, I think negotiation is where you have that back and forth moment where you realize you're in agreement. Mm -hmm. Which y'all just had, by the way. High five. Glad to hear. And I'm very proud of that. Awesome. Ashley. Mm-hmm. It's your turn, baby. Um, gosh, I don't really have anything to dear man about right now. Same last time. What? You didn't last time. The same as I did last time. I don't remember what it was about at all. Pick it up. Turn into a story. Okay, um. Something easier? Yeah, I'm having a hard time with it because I don't Do really have anything. Do dear man for the stickers. Um. Describe. I want to eat all the stickers. I want Express, to take. Because they're gold. I want to take these stickers home. I want to keep them. 
but they kind of make me angry because they're talking about working out and exercising <laughs> and your weight. So you're asserting. So I am asserting that these stickers are, while cool, insulting. <laughs> well. Yeah, that's, those are the insulting stickers. Um, and They are very... Yeah. The point of the stickers is for tip skills, so I have a lot of arts and crafts and activities in the back room where we record because it's difficult to talk about, you know, high anxiety issues um, when you're suicidal or you're trying to find your baseline and trying to find, you know, a community of people to rally for you and for you to rally for them. So the stickers on here, Ashley's been fucking with the whole time. And she's <laughs> I'm conflicted about the She's stickers. She's deer manning the stickers. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's my reinforces that I'm conflicted about how much I want these stickers while they upset me. Right. Um, and then I'm staying mindful of the fact that these stickers don't belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was perfect. Um, and I am appearing confident in the fact that I would take these stickers... Yeah. Even though they are telling me to do things that I don't want to do but need to do. Um, and then... Negotiate. I'll give you your stickers. Oh, boom. Give me the stickers because I need them more than you do. Well, you need to make an accountability jar. I need to lose weight more than you do. I need to gain weight. All right, so I just to need to up. put a hose in between us and suck my fat out and pump it into you. True that. That's how cavemen did liposuction. Guy. Yeah, cavemen did liposuction. Sorry for the background sound effects. That's twenty cents. Oh look. See how she keeps me accountable. Okay, well, That's... guess what? Yes. Last thing. Balls. Holes, holes. That was really weird. Um, this is the first thought that comes to mind whenever you hear the word depressed or depression. The first one was daily obstacle. Mm-hmm. And what was the next one? The next one is lethargic. The third one is never-ending sadness with uh, some kind of emoji. And the last one is isolation. So, which one of those parts do y'all gravitate towards the most? I'd say the isolation. I mean, I'm lethargic, so... Okay, so, Will's lethargy, not leprosy. <laughs> isolation. And I am... God, you know me better, I know myself, what am I? You're isolation. I'm isolation. Yeah. Alright, isolation. So... Will, go first. How would you um, kind of walk us through these steps? Um, I, I don't myself suffer from clinical depression, although I have a close friend who does. And uh, that's the answer I get, you know, among a few other things. Uh, that's how she describes it. It's an absolute inability. One, you, you physically can't get up and do a thing, whatever the thing may be. And then on the other hand, your brain itself doesn't want you to get up and do the thing. So not only can you do it, you couldn't do it even if you wanted to. Well, I think because of what Will just talked about, because that's there and you really can't do anything, 
you tend to get somewhat of a guilt complex about that and isolate yourself from others. And mm -hmm. the isolation comes from just not being able to get out and do things. I think that's a little bit different when it comes to having MI because you have an extra disability to deal with. And yeah. just because it's not a physical disability that people can see. I mean, there was a very, 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 in fact, most of human history, people did the exact same thing to people that had physical disabilities. Now, if you were to talk shit about someone because of their physical disability, someone hopefully around you is going to stand up and say something. Yeah. You know? Um, people don't see it the same way anymore. And I think that's kind of what we're fighting for. Um, a huge part. Yeah, definitely. Is to be seen the and same heard. way. Well, I was a patrol officer until I joined the uh, the violent crime unit, but while I was a patrol officer, I obtained my mental health certification, and essentially, if somebody ran into something that they thought may be mental health related, I was contacted to come and, you know, take a look. Um, sometimes it was literally, like, I think this person, I can't tell if they're high, or I can't tell if they're in psychosis, or, hey... I don't, this person is threatening to harm themselves, and if the only tool I have is a gun, that's not going to cut it. Right. Can you please come by and, you know, either talk to them, bring some sort of less lethal device, uh, electronic control device, and try to resolve the situation without anybody dying. And we're going to leave that, that if you do have a support system, be sure to call them if you're having suicidal ideation or plan Know that you're loved, you're not alone, because you are part of our WANA fam. And this lifeline provides 24-7 confidential free support for people in distress, as well as prevention and crisis resources. Just call 1-800-273-8255. Hey, Will, you want to do a Hamilton impression? What's a Hamilton question? Sing your best Hamilton song. I don't know any Hamilton songs. I haven't seen Hamilton. Me neither. Me either, but my favorite song, it goes like this. It's like, fuck Washington, George Strait, he's not president. Look at this shit. It's all about Hamilton, Tea Party. Not between the eyes, not like a B-Cardi. Not got bloody shoes, we got his story. Was that improvised by you just now, or is that an actual song in the play? No, I was improvising, but it sounds legit. It sounded really it, it, good. Yes. Good job. Thanks. What's his name who directed it? Hit me up. <laughs> Everyone's creative with... The, I'm... This whole thing has been just a, an, a huge mind opener. It really has. Because you talk about pain and hardship and depression and schizophrenia and bipolar and anxiety and everything... And then underneath that is this beautiful, like, creative part. That's a theory I have that all art is demons. That uh, It's still a part of it. That we have in history tend to be really messed up. Uh, the idea that is that. that you can review history to see what mistakes people commonly make when given things like, you know, esoteric things like power over other people. And then you can avoid those mistakes. Um, what actually happens, though, is that only a few people review history to identify these patterns of behavior, and then they get to watch everybody else make those same mistakes again. People have After been what? hitting their toes with hammers since hammers were invented. If we could look back at history and learn, like, hey, those first three guys, it didn't work out for them, 
you think it would never happen again, but now we have kids eating Tide Pods. I'm just saying. And now we have an ending. So, do you remember? By the way, Will. Yes? Just don't eat Tide Pods alone. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> I use them for laundry. I am uh, unfortunately 30 years old, and so I have things to unfortunately, do with Unfortunately, man, I turn 30 March 21st. I can't wait. 20 sucks. I'm 34. So. Ashley's 34. 30s are the bomb. All right, Ashley, high five. Ashley's winning. Yeah, I'm dying first. I'm out. No, women live longer. I'm still dying first. Y'all, we're all suicide. Nope, you're not. No, I actually have a plan, because, like, I mean, I wouldn't function in this world well without my husband, so I gotta go first. I gotta it's go first. It's just better. It's better for everybody. Okay. Interesting. So, in therapy, we have this thing called mastery, self-soothe, and... Um, your goal... Like, for the next 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, your goal for the next 24 hours. So, we'll do it first. My, after each therapy session, which is kind of what I'm going to look, this is what I want to look at this podcast like. Talking to people, getting things off my chest, turning it into kind of like a group situation, like an intensive outpatient, because this is what it feels like. Like, to have Ashley, who I met in IOP, Will, a good friend who has a personal investment in mental health. And I didn't know that. That's amazing. Um, so, mastery for the next 24 hours is to schedule two interviews to bank into the system to help Danny figure out our style. And to get them scheduled to get pushed out in the next two weeks. Um, Self-soothe? I'm going to go have a beer with a friend later. I'm excited. And I always forget it. Your goal coming up. My goal coming up for tomorrow or whenever. You already did your mastery for today. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I did a lot today. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, so thank you very much. Ashley, your turn. Uh, My mastery for today is podcast and going to therapy. My goal for tomorrow is to figure out what I need to do for new student orientation. And my self-soothe is to take a long hot bath tonight. Yes. Mastery. So, the mastery is a device called the plotter, which is essentially an enormous printer that makes uh, pretty decent quality maps. <laughs> Tomorrow, we'll be getting it to continue to work. That's legit. <laughs> and as for self-soothing, um, I question the use of the word soothe. I get to go for a run later. Actually, when this wraps up, I'm going to charge my phone and go. Congratulations. That's great, Well. You, honestly, thank you so much for your help and for re-recording this again. No worries. If you ever need help, by all means, feel free to ask. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, what's your best dad joke? Well, I'm not a dad, but let me come up with a real grounder. 
Oh, God, it's that knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock-knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? I managed to get this one joke backwards. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Ashley back there. I really... I was waiting for it, and I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. Okay. Love you, Will. Thanks for being part of the Wana fam. Cheers. You guys have a good evening. Cheers. Have a great rest of your week. You too. You are not alone because we are no Alamo. Bye. Bye.